There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. The Adventures of Bradley and Dawn on My Talk 1071, everything entertainment, and including an entertainment is our books. Is books. <laughs> Hi, I read. Uh, Difficult is that the word? Difficult. Dawn has my had a hard word time with the word difficult. I think today. my brain is trying to Do juggle you running start the board. Over, yeah, um, entertainment and books. Okay. Books so, on tubes. Where I, are you reading books I usually, on I've tubes? I've never really before I met you listened to a book. I would listen to books on tape that I got at Cracker Barrel. <laughs> when okay. I was on the okay. road, Wait like traveling no, with no, event no, marketing no, stuff. No, no, what books on tape at Cracker Barrel? <laughs> yeah, what so, does that even mean? Okay, so Cracker Barrel has like a library of audio books, and you can check them out. Like when I worked for the Sci Fi Channel, and I was traveling around in a big vehicle doing an event, I would, and I had to travel like a lot. Okay. I would get a book on tape. They have a traveling can, audio book library at the Cracker Barrel. Return it at any other Cracker Barrel. So, wow. but now I've moved on to Audible. All right. Thank you for joining the uh, <laughs> 21st century. <laughs> no. Okay. So anyway, I have to talk about this book I just finished, which is the woman who wrote it. Now is on my list of biggest inspirations. Her name is Yomi Park, and she was. A young girl when she escaped North Korea. Oh yeah, you were telling us just about this yesterday. I think this yes. book, in order to live. It's called In Order to Live, and you really hear about you know most of the time. And she brings this up now in speeches and things because she's a human rights activist. Yeah, uh, she says that she was so disappointed when she finally was free and in the um, Western world that when we talk about North Korea, we focus on they have weapons and he has a terrible haircut. It's not about the people that live there and their suffering and that they're starving. And so she really brings to light in this book what it's like to live in North Korea. So her journey was, you know, there was a famine in the 90s because before then, uh, Kim Jong-il Kim Jong-un's father maintained the country and socialism, communism, and everything was given to people. And it wasn't, well, I would just say it isn't as bad as it is now. Back then, you had rations and you weren't starving. And then the 1990s. Well, they had the, they had the, United, or the um, USSR propping them up. That was right. essentially allowing the regime to you know persist. And they and cut they could, them off. Yep. And when that changed at the beginning of the 90s late 80s mm-hmm. that and plus you add to that the famine 
you know, because of the drought, those two things together spelled a horrible, horrifying humanitarian disaster of epic proportions. Absolutely. And she was born in 1992. So this was when she was little. I mean, literally, you could see the like average growth rate of children decline as compared to, you know, their South Korean counterparts. Totally. Because of the lack of nutrition that an entire generation of children were not able to get. Absolutely. She got sick. She was many times on the brink of death as a child. She's a very small adult now and she thinks it's because of malnutrition it wasn't just that she really brings to light like the things that you could be executed for i mean just free thinking in general if you made an international call for instance and you were caught doing that somehow yeah if you had access to call you could be executed for that or sent to a prison camp for the slightest thing if you mentioned anything about uh, the regime or kim jong-il in any way other than I worship him and he's a benevolent, omnipresent leader who can control the weather and whatnot, you were, people started talking about you and then the police would come and interview all of your neighbors and you're put on trial. This could be even as a child and people are sent to prison for the craziest things. And then there's also this class system where you are born into a status in life And if you're with the government, then you have a higher status. But if one person in your family happens to make a mistake, your entire family is now the lowest, lowest class. And that is what happened to her because her father, in order to survive, survive and and feed them, you know, he was trying to he was trading metal. You know, he was getting metal from China and selling it on the black market. So when, and again, what was the name of the book? It's called no. um, In Order to Live. In Order to Live. Um, what, what is the thing that you found to be most surprising? I mean, obviously there was a lot of tragedy and a lot of things that you probably didn't know historically as you were reading it that you were learning. But like, what was like one of the biggest takeaways for you from the book? The biggest takeaway is for me how lucky I am mm. to be free and even to think freely because Her entire life was a series of it just gets worse and worse and worse. You know, it's they escape to China, but then they're put into the sex trafficking trade as a 13 year old. And she witnessed things that, you know, her mother would protect her and offer herself up. And she saw her mother be raped, essentially, many times. And, you know, it's just so horrific. And every bit where they thought they were going to be okay. This woman, this family, and many, many North Koreans struggle so hard once they make it over, if they even live through that. And then the road after that to become free was just, I mean, you're just listening to this just, I was in tears, just like you want, and then you're like, oh no, now this? So she's just such a strong person that thought when she was that she was going to be forgotten, like she was going to die many times. And she's like, no one will know who I am or remember me. And now she's become this amazing person who is a human rights activist. So I highly recommend this book. It is called In Order to Live, Yinomi Park. She has another book about her life in the United States after that. So, Oh, have you read that? I haven't. It's it's next on my list, though. But um, I will tell you, there's also another wonderful book called Nothing to Envy by a woman named Barbara Demick, I think is her name. And she... Inter- she basically covers like different people's lives 
in North Korea mm. over that period of time um, from, you know, the famine all the way to the present. And it's another eye opening account of what just the day to day, you know, terrible life. And then also what the struggle to escape is really like and what the options are and how rarely do they are they successful and just how, you know, I know for a lot of the audience listening, they're like, well, that sounds like a depressing listen. But I will say that and I imagine with the book that you just read, there's a certain amount of hope in it, which is yes. what keeps you reading, because, you know, obviously, mm-hmm. in the case of the woman whose story you just read, that she made it. She to, makes it yeah. to freedom. And so hearing that journey, I imagine, fills you with a certain amount of hope, despite all of the darkness. It does. And it also every time I eat something, I'm reminded the, how lucky I am, yeah. you know, it's or just like to drive a car to have free thinking. It's just it really is an incredible book. And I think it'll make you appreciate your life more. And also it gives you options and how you can help. So oh, good. I love it. It's All really right. great. It's on our show links page. In order to live uh, is on our show links page. Thank you, Dawn, for that review. Hey, yes. when we come back, um, there's a story about a guy. Oh, who boy. was doing something on an airplane and that mm. he wasn't supposed to be. And you were telling me about this yesterday, about how he apologized and it seemed like maybe he was taking some drugs or something that were yeah. making him do things. You want to clarify that story, I think? <laughs> Colleen and I were positive about it because of his reaction to his own behavior. And so I want to clear up because there are more details. All right. She's going to give us all the latest when we come back right here on my my talk 1071 everything entertainment the adventures of bradley and dawn mike is not here today he'll be gone today and tomorrow so it's just us and grant will pop in from time to time to help us out with the dirt alert okay um i'm gonna go ahead and play this open because i have to clear something up it's 115. Let's talk about me, Brad and Dawn. Oh my Let's God, I haven't heard this. Peanut <laughs> When did Rocco do this? Oh yeah, you were gone. Peanut 115 has an open now. Because anytime there's a story, believe it or not, there are more stories about that than the female counterpart. Yeah, strange usually. that. Um, and sometimes Misogyny, those are way more serious. Yes. So uh, when you were gone on vacation, Colleen and I talked about a story about um, a hip-hop artist named Designer. He most famously has the song Panda, okay. where he just says Panda a lot of times. It was a I big hit in like 2016. All right. Okay, so what happened is that he... Uh, was touring in Japan and Thailand, and he noticed that something was wrong mentally with him. Okay. He was like, I didn't feel like myself. So he was sent to the hospital. Um, He left the tour and got on an international flight home. They also gave him some medication for what they thought maybe he was suffering from mentally. Okay. And on that plane, we heard that he exposed himself. Now, there were some reports that said, which I should have looked into. I don't think these details were out yet. I'll just say this. But Colleen and I were really sort of like, oh, well, this is very vulnerable vulnerable of him. Boy, difficult and vulnerable are two words I can't talk today. Um, But it was vulnerable of him to to say these things and also say he was ashamed of his actions and that he's getting some help. You know, those things are important to hear with mental health now 
nowadays we used to not even talk about these kind of yeah. things so we were like so well, you thought you were like you yes. know applauding good behavior yes although i mean it was however good behavior following bad behavior but sure there were some reports that said he went to the bathroom and didn't realize that he didn't zip up his pants i read a oh, couple of those like, stories oh oops my he's just so out of it yeah out. or maybe he i don't know what happened but that's what we thought but now we learn that he was um, he was greeted in Minneapolis here. By the way, that's where he landed by some police and the flight well, attendants. This had to blow up na- uh, local news, did it? I don't remember that, oh, but okay. I don't. I, gone, I don't know but... if it did because we were like, oh, Minneapolis. So turns out TMZ is telling us that the flight attendant had to endure him, Jeffrey Tubinet. Oh, polishing the silverware. That's right. And that he was directing that love and attention towards her. And so she and other flight attendants were saying, don't, you know, you need to not do that. But we didn't know that that was the case. Okay. So we are now learning that he was polishing his silverware polishing repeatedly his silverware and that he was told three times to stop Ugh. so that's a different thing yeah we do say good for you for admitting that you did something wrong this was his statement online he said for the past few months i have not been okay and i've been struggling to come to terms with what is going on while overseas for a concert i performed i had to be admitted into a hospital i was not thinking clearly they gave me meds. I had to hop on a plane home. I'm ashamed of my actions that happened on that plane. I landed back to the States. I'm admitting myself in a facility to help me. I'll be canceling all of my shows and any obligations until further no- notice. Mental health is real, guys. Please pray for me. If you're not feeling like yourself, please get help. Yeah. I and mean, on the surface, that feels like, that oh. That sounds like a very, you didn't you know, fall asleep with your pants undone, though. No. No, well, did you read the, I mean, you read this yesterday, I know that, the statement that he told police when he landed? Um, I did. Do you want to go ahead and <laughs> I don't want to read it, part? but he says... Uh, I was going to try After, to... you were what? No, go ahead, please. After landing in Minneapolis, authorities say they spoke with designer who told them it all happened because, quote, he didn't really get much while in Japan and was when he got on the plane, meaning aroused. Because he didn't have time to release. He didn't get enough. His arousal. Her, her. Yeah. I mean. Do you expect it? I mean, here he is still in a state so with I just, might, might be on some drugs when he said that. Yeah. So you like, don't usually. You're I not just at. hope that he's not conflating. Like there are two things aren't being conflated here, right. which is his bad behavior and mental health. Right. Because there are a lot of people who have a mental health crisis I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Who don't find themselves doing this, exposing themselves or, you know, behaving in this way. So 
I hope that's not an excuse for that behavior, right? Yeah. Because I don't know. We hear about drug side effects all the time. Mm -hmm. Usually that's not listed. uh, Dry mouth, uh, blurred vision, (laughs) flashing your thing to a flight attendant repeatedly. your silverware. Yeah. Like, I just, I mean, I guess, I, I don't know. I would just be careful to, like conflate the two obviously he's apologizing for his behavior and he should be allowed to like move on with his life now that he's done you know well he's being charged with indecent exposure yeah and he'll pay the you know the consequences or what have you which he should i'm just saying like i just don't want people to get the idea like oh you know well he had a just adverse reaction to medication like right which is why i wanted to clear it up yeah i'm glad you know all the information and also just to give um you know, if any flight attendants who knew the real story were listening, I call us apologize. I am so sorry that you went through that. Yeah. And um, that's not to be just swept under the rug. Oh, God, no. That's, yeah. You uh, want to make sure that you understand there's victims involved. Yes. And I like I just it is interesting. Don't you think? I mean, I guess this kind of behavior happens on on the ground. Right. Mm hmm. But you do hear about stuff like this happening, like people doing things in the air. And it's just like, what's the, is that like a, I don't know. Trying to understand it is probably a fruitless effort, but. Why is it that in the sky, people have such different behavior? I mean, we just saw the Southwest Airlines guy just going off on like the baby was crying. That was completely, I mean, yes, you're in a tin can. Oh, and and I swear. It's frustrating, but. To swear to all that is holy. Every time I'm on an airplane, something weird happens. Like, I'm not like this. I've never had... But it's had... getting weirder. Yeah. Yeah. I just yeah. read a story today about uh, some other flights where that people are... Peeing. Peeing. Yeah, I saw that story, too. <laughs> and it's been on the same flights. What do you mean it was on the same it's flight? the same flight from New York to New Delhi, I think. But it's been a number of times. And I'm like, what is it? the same person like what is going on weird so yeah, they're like who knows how many times people are peeing on planes i mean i do know that sometimes you get into the restroom and you're like woof that's not where it happened that somebody was aiming it at someone else oh yeah here it is american airlines passenger gets well i can't say that word with fellow flyer you're in big trouble now <laughs> <laughs> the passenger unsurprisingly was drunk and was promptly arrested after the plane landed this, a lot of times it proceeds. Oh God! There's drunk. video. Oh. oh. Okay, we don't need to watch that. Okay, don't no, do we're not it. Doing that. Hey. All right. When we come back, thank you, Dawn, for clarifying mm-hmm. that story. We sure. have to talk about another publicationship known as Shamila. Shamila Shamazel, Dawn. Yep. Haas and Pfeffer Incorporated. When we return, right here on My Talk 107.1. Not sure what you're doing this summer? No commitment needed. Hey, my talkers, Bradley here for my friends at your boat club. And your boat club has a brand new trial membership designed to get your feet wet. Get to know the water and fall in love with boating. Whether you've got time for boating every week or just once in a while, your boat club has a solution for you. All you have to do is check out their trial memberships today for $19.95 with tons of options to upgrade. Don't forget to fall in love with summer. Live or life rather is better on the water and your boat club has you covered they truly have not only uh, a solution in the form of trial memberships but they have um, limited uh, 
one day as well as multi-day rentals as well. There truly is an option for everyone at your boat club. Flexible membership options, 30 locations in Minnesota alone. Your boat club gets you on the water in no time. Head over to yourboatclub.com today. Welcome back to your favorite program here on the Adventures of Bradley and Dawn. Well, I mean, we are the program known as the Adventures of Bradley and Dawn. But your favorite program from noon to three right here on My Talk 1071. I'm Bradley hey. Trainer, and that's Don. Hi, Don. Hi. Um, we need to talk about Shamila. Gosh. We thought this was, I mean, I don't know about you, but when, whenever they broke up or ended their publicationship, I was kind of happy because there was so much PDA. Oh, my God. It was, was kind of a- gross. There was an award show where they were... I mean, she was like sitting on his lap and like, oh my gosh. Yeah. And frankly, it's not going to end anytime soon. They were seen kissing at Coachella and now they're doing pop, uh, pap walks again where they're just walking around waiting for the paparazzi to, to catch photos of them. Right. And we are now getting sources talking to tabloids about what's going on. Exclusive oh, tabloid okay. sources. Okay. Here's a headline. Um, now, this comes from people. And whenever I see exclusive sources over at People, just Mm -hmm. to let the audience know, I usually think people connected to the folks involved are telling the tales. Okay. Yeah, of course. Headline. Sean Mendes and Camila Cabello, quote, seem very happy to be reconnected. Now, Dawn. They seem very happy with the publicity is what it should say. Thank you. I want you to just, I'm going to read you some words. And I want you to tell me your reaction to this statement. Okay. Exclusive. Mm, Okay. According to this source, they are enjoying, that is Shamila, Sean Mendes, Camila Cabello. They are enjoying daytime strolls Mm -hmm. and nighttime casual dinners out. They've been hanging out, just the two of them. The source adds, the Paris reunion seems to be going smoothly. They're very cute. Keep holding hands and laughing. (laughs) They seem to be very happy to be reconnected. They were seen holding hands, blah, blah, blah. Did you say the Paris reunion? Pears. Oh, pears. I was like, are they in Paris? No, no. But everything I've just read to you, it sounds very, you know, vague, maybe. Yeah. Like their publicist said, this is what we're going to be doing because you guys get more attention when you're a couple. But let's say that it's not true so that people will be more interested in try to say that you are. Yeah. Right? So uh, like exactly to me, all of this, nowhere is this exclusive source, which by the way, this exclusive source could say they're dating again because they couldn't keep their hands off each other. And it happens, right? No, they're saying things like, they're enjoying daytime strolls and nighttime <laughs> casual dinners out, which also what daytime strolls? Uh-huh. You mean paparazzi? Uh, yeah, opportunities. Walks? Yeah, um, and then they where if, they called them and said we're going to be heading down this road, so hide behind this bush. Yeah, exactly. Act yeah. like you can't but see. But be us. a very close bush so you can see how beautiful. Also, my sh- makeup is be a close bush. Is that what she said? <laughs> Sorry, be in a close. Be in a be close to us. I'm going to just let you deal with that over there. But anyway, uh, the source adds that their reunion seems to be going smoothly. They're very happy to be reconnected. Nothing says these two are dating. Yeah. Because, like, that's just, why wouldn't you just say they're dating again? They because decide. 
they're not going to be dating yet because then we don't get this long drawn out thing where they're just maybe they're this is what's going to she already made a song about this that was before Thank Coachella you. that says you might be at Coachella is this ever going to end you know type of thing so there was already a song waiting to drop after they kissed I think they're going to release a duet together that's all about like I can't stop thinking about you but we need to end this yeah literally and then we're going to just they're just going to keep feeding us little bits of bread that same night remember when they kissed in Coachella yeah Seeming that same night, Cabell, uh, Cabello seemingly referenced their Coachella meetup in a new song, song snippet <laughs> she shared on Instagram. Quote, how come you're just so much better? Is this gonna end ever? I guess I'll bleep around and find out. Are you coming to Coachella? If you don't, it's whatever. If you do, honey, it'll be all I think about. It's kind of very on the nose, isn't it? I mean, she wrote a song, and now they're acting it out. Exactly. Which is exactly what they did when they got together. Hello. So true. Now, if you did not hear the show yesterday, I told a story about Shawn Mendes being at the grocery store. He's putting his groceries away with... It's two bags of groceries and a bouquet of flowers, and it was two helpers. And a Kindle... or a, a, a. a thing of firewood. Oh, right. He had a little, little like he was bundle build a fire. of firewood. Yeah. Like, so you can think in your mind, uh, he's she's coming over. He's going to give her these flowers, which were just basic flowers. They weren't a gorgeous bouquet. Yeah. It was, it was like something you can get for nine ninety nine. Yeah. Okay. Maybe at Whole Foods. Which is fine because, you know, $13. I love flowers. Add some color to your life. Absolutely. But it was like the pictures were so close and clear. He was, he clearly, it was a setup. You guys, oh, totally, one hundred percent. And then what? What did we see from her? It was she was very incognito. Oh yeah, so she was seen going into his place, incognito, wearing a bright orange bodysuit that drew all the attention. Like if you saw a a person in a bright orange bodysuit walking down the street, you'd it's like it's like a one piece sweatsuit. And she had her hood up. Like oh. Why is she even, I'm assuming that they don't have to do street parking when you're living in Santa Monica and you right? have a huge home. Like she could just Why roll is she up. even, she's not parking across the street. She can park in the driveway, which means we would have never seen him, her. Yeah. yeah, no, this is but totally it's a stagecraft. 100%. And she's pretending to hide because her hoodie is up. She has a mask on, but it's a bright orange bodysuit. The definition of a publicationship is just using your relationship for publicity, and these two have chosen to do this from the very beginning. And by the way, I'll remind you all that they were friends for years before they ever were connected romantically. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't until she had a single. She had broken away from the group. Yeah, that they had a single together that, oh, look, oh. You know what, Don? I've been looking at you as a friend for all these years. <laughs> I was just going to say, can you imagine? Think of a friend, not me. Yes. Yeah. Don't think of me. Uh, Let's no, not no, put no, that no. out there. I mean, it just wouldn't work for the audience. They're not doing the math. No. But just think about like a friend that you have and you're like, you know what would be good for us to publicly pretend like we're a couple? Yeah. I mean, and we have but to make out. But nobody would believe that. P.S. We'd have to make out. <laughs> That's <laughs> not... I can't just make out with anybody. No. Contrary to popular belief. Did we popularly believe that? I just wanted to say that. 
Um, actually, I wouldn't be surprised to walk in and see you making what? out with. What? <laughs> I'm just kidding. What are you I'm just kidding. Can you imagine if no. you walk into the prep room like? <laughs> no, don't even. Don't even. What's going on here? Oh my god. Um, but. Another thing is, I just wanted to ask you when you, because before I joined this show with you, when you would talk about publationships, I assumed that the Cobra gang meant there is no relationship. It's only for publicity, but that's not true. Not always, right? Like, that could be true. That's kind of old school. Yeah, like Nick Jonas and Priyanka Chopra. They obviously have a baby. Yeah, they are clearly in a relationship. Yeah. And I am not, but I've always said this. It's not to question what's actually going on between two people. I don't know. People, because, you know, even in regular relationships, by that I mean people who aren't celebrities, you don't know what their relationship is really like. What they're presenting to the public could be totally different from what they experience on in private. Sure. You know, behind closed doors. But the same is true for celebrities. Like, I don't know why or what their actual chemistry is, and I kind of don't care. Like, I hope they're all happy and enjoying life. But when you see tabloids framing their relationship in a certain way versus i don't know one of a million other celebrities whose relationships you never hear about right i always question why is it that you are framing your relationship this way and i think in the case of sean mendes and camilla cabello it seems kind of easy that it's to promote their music which great but like i'm not dumb yeah and i feel like they could work a little harder yeah but maybe their fans don't care I would be curious what the fan armies think, like Sean Mendez, like oh. his fan army, if they're excited about her. That's true. Maybe they don't like her. Yeah. Maybe her fans don't like him and they want her to move on from him. You never know. And I don't think you have to go deep on conspiracy theories, although I will say with you know these two and a lot of other publicationships, people do go super deep in conspiracy town about what's really going on. But I don't even think you need to do that. To just yeah. be like, this doesn't smell right. Exactly. Because if you saw normal people behaving this way, you'd be like, you guys just happened to fall in love after being friends for many, many years at a time when you were cutting a single together? <laughs> and you just left your girl group and Normani was getting more attention Thank than you. you. So I don't know. Yeah, this is. And if you notice, like all of these, there are a group of like young. When I mean young, I mean like, you know, unmarried late 20s, early 30s, people like Selena Gomez. And you're always going to hear about them, and they're competing for time because there's only so much time in a day to be interested in somebody's relationship or non-relationship. Taylor Swift has had so much attention because she just broke up with Joe Alwyn at the beginning of her tour. So people that are spinning stories are like, oh, wait a minute. Um, what about us over here, Kylie yeah. Jenner? Like, oh, we're not. She's losing Timothy money Chalamet. because we're, exactly that happened. I think because if you're not thinking about Kylie, you're not buying Kylie's products. Exactly, and that costs her money. So let's make up this fake relationship over here. Yeah. So I think you know to answer your question or to continue uh, talking about the point you brought up, there are relationships where I'm sure it's a quid pro quo. Like we're going to be seen together. And we're going to pretend that this is a thing, even though you and I have no actual relationship together, because they've been doing that since the 1950s. Rock Hudson, anyone? Oh, hello. Yes. I mean, you know, celebrities have had fake relationships for decades since there was celebrity, probably. That's hundreds of years. Right. 
I don't know, maybe in biblical times. <laughs> okay, maybe not. Let's I'm not, not going there. I don't want to offend I was anyone. Just trying to think of a relationship in the Bible. Yeah, I, I, I dare not pick out a random name in the Bible for fear that I'm going to pick oh, the wrong no. one and get the wrath of Khan. our Bible fans. God, yes. the wrath of Khan. Yes, <laughs> I'm just a nerd, yeah. so I had to say the wrath of it always. Khan. Okay. All right. Hey, um. From Shamila to another, well, this was, I guess we would call this a failed relationship, Johnny Depp and Amber Heard. Yeah. Apparently, Johnny Depp has his first role after the trial, and you've got the inside scoop Mm -hmm. on his behavior on set. You want to tell us about it when we come back? I will. Uh, Website or app. Hey guys, Bradley here with great news from my friends at Little Blind Spot and Hunter Douglas. Not only do select Hunter Douglas Duet Honeycomb Shades qualify for a U.S. federal tax credit of up to $1,200, but you can save even more money with rebates on Duet Honeycomb Shades with PowerView Automation now through July 31st. Get a $150 rebate when you buy four Hunter Douglas Duet Honeycomb Shades with PowerView Automation and receive a $38 rebate for each edition unit with PowerView. Exclusions and restrictions apply. Now is the time to take advantage of some major credits and rebates. Hunter Douglas Duet Honeycomb Shades are amazing and available in many fabrics, including light filtering, room darkening, and blackout shading options. Visit the Little Blind Spot showroom in downtown Hopkins today and let their experts help you through every step of the process. Or check them out online at littleblindspot.com. And don't forget to tell them Bradley sent you. The Adventures of Bradley and Dawn on my talk. 1071, everything entertainment. Oh, boy. From one bad relationship to another. Oh. Well, Johnny Depp and Amber Heard. They just, that didn't work out, did it? We had a whole trial that went on. And um, in the end, his reputation changed for the better. Despite whatever the trial revealed and all of those disgusting things, I was not impressed with his behavior. Um, However you felt about either one of them, People enjoyed him. They enjoyed his snarkiness at the trial, and they started to warm up to Johnny Depp again and sort of forgot all the things yeah. that made us not like him anymore. Yeah, I think, I mean, there's so much going on. I don't even want to, we just don't have enough time. But yeah. I think part of it was he just came across because he did, I think she, for some reason, he just came across as more likable, mm-hmm. which, again, Despite num- his text to Paul Bettany and other I things. Yeah. I, again, I think unfairly, perhaps, yeah. or at least, you know, we should apply some some thought about why that is the case. But that seems yes. to have been what happened, mm-hmm. such that, like, his attorney, I, and I think most of it boiled down to yeah. the fact that he won, he was successful, yeah. and that kind of, you know, painted a picture. Exactly. Through which the audience was like, or not the audience, well, yeah, the audience, because everybody yeah, was we watching were on watching. TV. It was entertainment, yeah. for sure, and they intended it to be. So, okay, so he got a role, is the point. Um, so, this is a French film called Jeanne du Barry, and it stars the director, and her name is um, Mai Wen. I don't know if she just goes by one name, but it looks like that. Anyway, we had heard rumblings about his bad behavior as it was filming like six months ago, and some more things have come out. Um, and I love, I love. <laughs> 
the way she phrases things and how she kind of tells on him for her bad behavior. But she also props herself up at the same time and is like, yeah, I wasn't going to put up with it. So we heard that like he wasn't coming to the set on time and that he was just being a pill. That was like sources said. Yeah. Okay. So now um, when asked about it, because this is going to premiere at Cannes. It's coming up here May 16th, or I believe that's uh, very soon. Yeah. And this is his chance to make a comeback, really. You think he would be on good behavior? Oh, no. Because um, she responded in interviews. She said, Johnny Depp is an excellent actor when it comes on the set, except that sometimes the team is ready at 6 a.m. and no one comes. So afterward... Oh, this is someone else's statement right here. My win gets angry the next day, and it is she who wouldn't come to the set. So she's like, you're going to do play that game with me? Okay, you're going to be there at 6 a.m. tomorrow. I'm not going to go. uh, A lot. Yeah, so she's directing and acting in the film. Um, and uh, you know, these reports where he's, it's going very, very badly. They argue constantly. So... She was just interviewed in French Premier magazine where they're like, how was Johnny Depp and all this controversy? She said, Johnny is a star, a king and an American, which is so shady. It is shady. He's an American. And then she goes on and says, well, I was told to not let him know that we were waiting for him to shoot a scene. His people were like, don't tell him you're waiting. I was not allowed to knock on the door of his dressing room. One day I did it anyway, and there he made me understand that I had committed an unacceptable intrusion and then asked me how I would have felt if he came knocking on my dressing room door. I replied that everyone does it all the time because that's how a set works in France. Yeah, and that's just, I mean, hello. Oh, boy. Um, So then she just tried to also sort of play this off as, listen, these are just different ways of filming. You know, in in America, they film this way and then ends up just shading American actors and how much control they have by saying he was making an effort, even though I can see that it was still confusing to him. I understood that in the United States, the stars don't really get directed. They explain to the director how they're going to play the scene, and then the director follows the flow. But in France, the boss is the director. So for every take, I obviously shot his proposals, so the way he wanted to do it. But I also asked him to interpret my own vision so we could have a choice during editing. And he was game for that. So he would film a scene, every scene, two different ways. The way he wanted to do it and the way she wanted. And I wonder which one they're going to pick for the editing. Yeah, well, I mean, if she's a good director, the better of yeah. the two takes. But yeah. I just I, I, I just feel like this would be so frustrating to work with somebody who thinks that they play by different rules because uh, right. it is that level of ego that you know, like I. Yeah, it's toxic I, for everybody. It's just toxic for everyone. And nobody is served. And I can't imagine that a film is is best served. When you have an ego like that? No, because it affects... Despite this, like, myth, I think that, you know, like, a great talent gets away with whatever because they're such a great talent. And it's, no. And it's like, no, I don't think that's actually how things work because I think talent is actually far more common than you think. Um, and it's... Yes. Oh, truly. Preach. I mean... It's not rocket science. No. There are some greats out there who will amaze you with their performance. Yes, it is not to but, say that greatness is nothing. It is to say that greatness is more common, 
which means that... It's not like it can't be duplicated. Yes. Just in a different way that's just as great. That it requires we uh, get treated like doo-doo in order to experience it, right? Like, nobody is so great in their talent that they should be allowed to mistreat other people. No. Or... To bring the raise themselves above right because the, the trickle down effect of that even if you're if you're late you know it's like think about the lowest on the totem pole just like maybe a PA yeah this is their first job on a set yeah they are trying to get enough money just to eat that day and they're also juggling maybe picking up their kids or another job or something and when they're late. Then the filming goes until 9 p.m. instead of 6, and yeah. then they can't pick up their kit. I mean, that's an example of just, like, people that are like this don't think about everybody, you yeah. know. Or maybe the shooting, uh, the entire shooting is now pushed back for a couple of months, and they had another job to do. Yeah. Or they wait around all day for someone. It's exhausting. So yeah. I am not for this, <laughs> and I don't think anyone should be. No, You're absolutely so right. not. I mean, especially somebody who, to your point, has been given the opportunity to, I don't know, have the public adore them in a way that perhaps is not all that um, justified, warranted. Um, Like he's got he got a huge second chance. But he never thought he was in the wrong. That's the thing. He's he was a little bit delusional. He's like, I'm just not getting roles because I don't want to choose them. No, you weren't being cast anymore. And you got dumped from Pirates of the Caribbean. P.S. Yeah, I did go on a little deep dive after after this. And I had to stop myself because I was going to play the trailer for you of this movie. But it's all in French. So that would in the trailer. I was like, Johnny Depp isn't ever. There's just a one little clip where he speaks a couple of words. And so then I Googled like. Can he speak French fluently? He can't. He cannot? He can. Oh, he can. Yes, he is fluent in French. You know, he married Vanessa Paradis. Oh, yeah. Uh, Lily Rose Depp is fluent in French because her mother is French. I did know that, actually. So he speaks fluent French. Do you know what one of the funnest things to do is? What? Go on YouTube, and I'm sure you've done this, but for the listener, go on YouTube and just type celebrity speaking foreign languages. I did that exact thing. Yeah. That's what I did. There are so many celebrities. You're like, I had no idea they spoke fluent French. Jodie Foster. Jodie Foster. Bradley Cooper. Bradley Cooper. Mm -hmm. Timothy Chalamet. Shakira speaks all of them. She speaks six languages. I watched her speak six. Audrey Hepburn spoke six languages. Yeah. um, My good friend. Your good friend. From Speed, Sandy Bullock. She speaks fluent German because her mom was German. Yes. It's a fun pastime. It and it just fun. makes you feel really insecure about your own language skills. Emma, Wa- Emma, um, uh, Harry Potter. Which Emma is that? I don't. Don't Not ask Watson. Me that, Watson. Yes, she speaks fluent French too. When we come back, we are going to speak in fluent Japanese. Ooh, you are. No, we're not. Um, <laughs> but we are going to talk about snacks. Okay, what snack do you absolutely swear by and you can't live without? I've got a list, and I want you to call us and give us your ideas. 651-641-1071.